0: And this is the Grow Grow Podcast where we be growing this shit.
1: We do be growing. I'm <laughs> s- I'm surprised we don't have AKAs yet. Like, why don't we have that?
0: Um, Huey, aka uh, I don't know. It's
1: okay. We'll figure it out. It's still, still it's still a new show.
0: <laughs> this is only episode two, right? For sure. Um, And if you guys haven't checked out the first episode, go ahead and check that out. Things got kind of personal and kind of heavy. And, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. But also, uh, those are things you got to go through when you, you know, you're building um, a lasting friendship. So honest conversations about things that have happened prior to, you know, right now. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, that is, um, I think that's good for friendship. Always talking about issues. And and I think the biggest part in our relationship is definitely moving towards resolution.
0: Yeah, and, and better understanding. Or clearer understanding rather. Mm-hmm. Fuller understanding.
1: Ooh. Full yeah, I like fuller. Fuller understanding. <laughs> fuller understanding, fuller understanding, understanding is the word. Yeah. That's what we need from y'all. Is fuller understanding.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, not full paychecks. Um, uh okay, that's it. I was trying to make a full house reference to paying for college mm. uh, admissions test, and it just it bombed. It did. It's okay. It it's all right. And I am man enough to admit when my jokes bomb or where you know I just thought too far ahead mm. or took on too much of a load for a joke. You know, mm. I did that.
1: Yeah, but it's all right. I I'm, I'm here miss. for you. I support your comedic side.
0: <laughs> I can be funny
1: yeah you absolutely have the you absolutely have the capacity to be hilarious and you do look you have a ton of talents. uh so shout out to you
0: don't give me too much um i feel like my funny is it's weird funny because i'm just general, i think weirdly okay so when i make jokes they're always like they're layered Mm. And sometimes they have, like, a bunch of different... I need to stop saying, like, they have a lot of references in them. So, if you don't get one of the references, it kind of throws off the whole joke. And mm. you're just like, why is this funny?
1: No, that's fair. Uh, So, what we do uh, over here is we make a lot of movie references. Uh, Not too many... We like movie references. Yeah, movie references. Uh... Maybe some, we'll, we'll throw some rap in there every now and again, but.
0: A lot of Beyonce.
1: Yeah.
0: Some shout outs to gospel music. I like weaving in Fred Hammond jokes. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: Look, Purpose by Design and Pages of Life were a, a, amazing albums. They really were. in the city. Don't get me started. That's funny. Don't get me started. Uh yeah, (laughs) go listen to the first episode if you didn't listen to it. Um, this feels good, man. So what we gonna get into this this episode?
1: So we're gonna talk about growth as creatives. Um, what it's like to deal with like you know where you were when you first started creating things, whether that be art. Yeah, youtube series um podcast whatever it is uh from our personal perspective and um what other people might be going through
0: yeah so how are you going to figure out who go first
1: uh you want to rock paper scissors through the microphone sure uh one two three shoot what fingers did you hold up paper okay i held up scissors
0: okay you first oh that's not
1: how that works but okay <laughs> well i'll go first so, so um so yeah my growth as a creative has been um it has been like a really weird process mainly because like a lot of what i do is behind the scenes um so yeah i really have to deal with like a lot of that um so, when I, like I said uh, previous times on uh, many episodes, when I created Just Say Words, it the show that is being put out is not the show that it was intended to be. Um, it was supposed to be a three-person show, and what happened was the two other people essentially dropped out, um, kind of like at the last minute. I mean, I paid for everything, and I bought microphones, and this, that, and the third, um, and so also and we talked about this and we will probably continue to talk about it throughout this podcast I've always had issues with like abandonment so it went to this place of me like not want to do the podcast anymore um, because it wasn't the way I had planned it out in my mind um, and then I got around some other people and I eventually created you know Just Say Words Um, and when I created Just Say Words I got so caught up in wanting to at least have 10 plays. I remember when I first put up my episodes um, they averaged like 3 or 4 plays um, and then that was kind of like it Um, and as they progressed to different platforms then I got on like you know higher numbers of plays and I remember being really obsessed with the plays but then really wanting more engagement Um, and I know for most people in podcasting like engagement is really how your podcast grows like you promoting it, people engage with it, use hashtags all that other stuff but like the thing that I really wanted was to like find people who had like the sense of humor like me or um, that kind of saw the world kind of the same way that I did um, where we weren't essentially super woke but at least like smart enough to know you know right from wrong yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so so essentially and then I still never really dealt with any of my like Anxiety when I would put the show out, like it's a lot of creative control in that way. When I would be creating the show, I would be at my like, like highest. Like I would be loving talking and cracking jokes with the topics, um, putting the show together, making like, you know, funny sound clips or collecting stuff off the internet. And it was so fun to do that. And then the moment I put this thing that I've been working on for the last couple of days out into the world, I would be anxious. Who's gonna comment on this? Who's gonna say they don't like it? Who's gonna say, this isn't a good podcast right and then i would just get so caught up in that so that even when i did get compliments on the show like this was funny or i agree with this or i didn't disagree or i disagree with this um but i understand your point i was too busy looking i was too busy waiting for the negative comments than to be able to digest and appreciate all the compliments Mm -hmm. um and i do that a lot with everything i i tend to wait for like yeah i appreciate the love but i'm waiting for somebody to hate on it so i can be like hone in on this and try to win them over um and so that's always kind of been my like motive but now i'm kind of to the point where like i take things as they come like i kind of grew out of that looking for the negative um learning to appreciate even no comments like people not doing it um not being so caught up in the plays as much um also kind of like interacting with people uh interacting with people who also are like podcasts uh podcasters so like my newest venture is to make podcasting bigger and better and more sought after where i live here in virginia um And so we've been doing more of that, like doing more community building around podcasting and meeting creatives. I think a lot of what we do, especially in podcasting space, so we do a lot of our work digitally. Like that's just what we do. We get big and then we don't do anything and you're not even like well-known in your hometown. Um, And it's not that it's bad, but it's like you want to have that sense of community and everybody I know, like, oh, I want to create the audience. I want to create a community, but you're doing that, in a digital way where people some people don't have the funds to travel to where you are if you do a live show or they don't or or they don't want to it's just simple like oh damn i didn't know they lived on the other side of the whatever world no i don't want to go over there i appreciate <laughs> it i like press and play i'll go buy their merch and have it shipped to me but no i'm not about to fly to this place <laughs> to denver to go watch them perform no i'm not doing that all right um and so yeah i mean Shout out to the people that told me to do that and, you know, like, hey, get popping in your city first and then try to do it again online.
0: Yeah, that that thought never really crossed my mind too much. Um, but i could to you.
1: Oh, no, I mean, so a lot of what we do, too, is uh, or a lot of what I was doing before was being really happy with just the comments from Twitter or Facebook. Um, and being really caught up in that and then also kind of walking around you know where I live like hey I do a podcast and people are like what's a podcast or oh do you listen to this thing like it would always be some white version or whatever some show like hey I do a podcast oh where are you listening to Joe Rogan who? exactly (laughs) and so so I would be like "Um, no I don't listen to Joe Rogan that's crazy you should listen to the Joe Rogan podcast oh okay Uh, Yeah and it would be So that you know people would essentially Like not pay me any attention I get it as an Independent podcaster and then most of us know that Independent podcasting Is a beast it's not Easy and you do a lot Of it by yourself and it is It's like running a small business And you're by yourself Most of us right so or I don't care what any of y'all Say anybody who's doing it where there's a Three or more y'all on the mic there's probably one of y'all that's working really hard the other two are kind of just chilling or they or i don't i don't haven't heard one solid machine yet where it's like uh, this person engineers this person does the social media this person does the blog like it's kind of like this one of us is working our ass off at this um and so yeah i haven't heard anybody who's doing that and i would love to meet people who have it as a well-oiled machine it's three of us or four of us and we all do this thing this is our thing and um, whatever so I've had to grow a lot as a creative and also becoming like a leader in a way with creating pod dealers Um, doing more consultations and doing more talking about the business side of podcasting with businesses um, and kind of growing out of that as a person who deals with a ton of self-sabotage anxiety um, and all of that other stuff I tend to not put the faith in myself of being good at anything Um, so having to break that because now you have a business and you gotta get out of that. Yeah. So that's what I personally have been dealing with uh for like forever, ever since podcasting.
0: Understandable. Um, I'm being more conscious of me saying um and all those other things. Okay. Because I went back and I watched some old episodes of I Jams mm, okay. and I cringed. I cringed. Uh, see, there I go again. But so, because we started podcasting around the same time. Right. We did. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because VMAs, bam. So, <laughs> When I started podcasting, I was really just getting to a, a place where I was comfortable running my mouth and, and voicing my opinions on things. I was getting to a point where I was really coming into my queerness and my blackness in ways that I was more self, con- not self conscious, but more socially conscious of both of those. Mm. So it was really like a, a outlet for me to speak on that and pop culture which I've always loved. So we started doing the Kremlin and James and it's funny cuz even when I like listen to old episodes or watch the old ones it's just I come off as like a a swap meet. kit fury and it upsets me at least to me at least. Um I don't know what what the hell I was doing. I was just running my mouth and was very unrefined and oftentimes crass. Again to me. And then when we switched from the podcasting to the the visual, like the talk show that we had at listen vision, I looked a mess. Like I was sweating, hair was messy. Like I was just so unrefined to me. And it made me cringe. So I'm becoming more and more conscious. Conscious, that's the word. Of the words I'm choosing and what I'm saying and not filling space with ums and likes and all that. It was one. I just kept saying like every after every other word was like. Mm. And I was like what the hell is my problem? <laughs> I it, and I was I don't know. So that was a uh a, a big thing for me. And even now like when after I watched that and then thought back on some Boys of Mariah episodes, some Boys of Beyonce episodes, I went back listening to some of those, like I'm I'm hearing things now better than I did before was like, I need to work on this. I need to work on slowing down while I'm talking. So my words aren't jumbled up together. I need to work on calming down Mm -hmm. in general while I am doing a show because I get so worked up and not in a bad way, but I would get so worked up and this mind bouncing everywhere. I'm just like just talking and running my mouth and not really thinking about what I'm saying before I say it. Not really making too much sense. Talking in circles. And it's weird now that I'm just becoming aware of that stuff. But I'm also happy that I'm doing it. And it may not be something that other people perceive. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely things that I don't like that I do. And I'm very beyoncé when it comes to myself, if I don't like it, I don't care if anybody else does it's it's not gonna fly,
1: yeah, I can see that so i think I think the thing for you though is like and I think that's where we both um i don't struggle struggle feels like too strong of a word, but I'll use it for now, and the thing is, we are our biggest critics, yeah, yeah. and so the thing about it is it's like. I think that's the thing we struggle with when we worked together before it was, uh, we critiqued our work so much that we almost like, we ended up not doing a lot more episodes because it was like, Oh, it should be like this. Oh, we should say this. or oh, we should talk about this thing. And then it was also a mixture of like putting ourselves under pressure. So not fully researching things, just kind of being like this thing needs to be get put out and it, and we need to do it and we would do it and it would be good. It would be serviceable. I think we would then reconvene and be like hey we should have did it like this or we should do things right. like that and nobody ever said anything to us right because ideally from the consumer standpoint the show that you put out is the show that we're going to get um, mm, and we will exactly. and we're going to consume it so nobody ever nobody was ever in that lane or in a situation to say hey y'all shouldn't do this or I, I would like it if y'all did this thing um and so that's the part of podcasting that I think now more people, especially like the listeners feel more comfortable saying something. So they'll DM you or email the show and be like, Hey, um, are y'all going to talk about this thing or how do y'all feel about this? Uh, I used to be really anti asking questions. Like I see people being like, <laughs> Hey, ask me, ask me a question. If you got topics for us, you want us to hear and talk about. And I'll be like, no, you, you go make your own joke. <laughs> like, stop doing that yeah
0: you don't tell me what to do
1: yeah why are y'all doing that stop doing that go yeah I used to be really anti that like I would see people do that like if you wanted to talk about something then email us or DM us and I'd be like so what so y'all don't have nothing to talk about y'all ran out of ideas already that's crazy um <laughs> uh,
0: about engagement
1: yeah right but right that's the thing my brain was doing like oh no i'll never need a topic to talk about the news is on every day that's i could i could legit open my phone and find something to talk about but i also have that kind of brain to be like oh yeah i can look at this and i can talk about this um so that was a thing but like i said like we were our biggest critics and then so two people who critic who critique their own work and then critique each other's work i think you should do this i think we should do this i think you should do that and so I'm glad that we've kind of grown out of that, but we also we also we also ask each other for constructive ways. It's not just you did something wrong or you did something um or we should do it better. It is like, "Hey, have you thought about it this way?" And that's where like the effective communication comes into play, where you're mm-hmm. genuinely being like, "Hey, man, I think what you're think what you're thinking about doing is dope, but what if we did it like this?" Like you have to offer a solution. I think the thing that we see so much is, like, people pointing out each other's problems but not also offering a solution. Like, hey, have you thought about it yeah. this way? Or... I do that. Yeah, and I'm glad that we got to a space where we can do that.
0: Um, but what's funny, at least I can say for me, is that although I was super content, conscious... 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 You know the word. Yes. (laughs) Why do I always be so? It's okay. I was super vigilant about the quality of my work to the point where I neglected skill building, and I was practicing to win as opposed to practicing to play better and playing better to win, and I think that definitely got in the way of what I was doing because. Number one, like you were saying, nobody's really saying or giving us the, you know, negative feedback. Everybody, hey, great show, I laughed, ha ha ha. But it wasn't as often that, you know, that we were getting, hey, you need to work on this. Or, you know, you need to make sure you look like something when you're on camera being live streamed. You need to work on your speech because, you know, you have a little impediment. So... Without getting that, I'm not thinking that there's too much wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm continuing, I'm going, but I'm still, like I said, neglecting skill building. Mm. I'm neglecting learning how to edit things better. I'm neglecting learning how to talk better and be more uh, spontaneous and be able to improvise better without looking stupid and sounding dumb or being crass or offensive. So, it's like looking back, it's like, damn, if had I taken more time out to just really work on my skills, a lot of the issues that I have with my earlier stuff, I wouldn't have had. Mm. And I'm taking time out now to watch more, you know, tutorials on editing and just like recording random things to play around with so i'm not editing a show that i have to put up soon i'm just playing around with some random files some random songs and merging and mixing things together just so i can learn things and then i can apply those things to editing the shows and i'll probably get the shows edited quicker and those will be skills that i I actually built I found that when I'm trying to learn how to edit things while editing editing a show that needs to go up like in twenty four hours, I'm not retaining any of that information. Mm. Because I'm not I'm I'm practicing to win, not practicing to just play better.
1: Yeah, no, that's real. I think that's no, I think that's a good train of thought. Um I felt I used to feel that way too about when we did interviews so we would do interviews whatever that person was giving us i was able to retain that but then i think that was the ultimate um not to our detriment but almost to the point where like we wanted to apply those things immediately uh and like you said instead of applying those things in a practical way of being like okay so here's the thing i learned this is how it functions in my day-to-day life um, and how we should apply it and how I should be living this way it was like alright now I'm an activist now and now I like graphic design and I do this thing and I want to support sex workers and this thing and not saying that you can't do those things it was just you're not well read on it. So it's a, a conversation that hour long conversation of somebody explaining something to you and you being like oh, okay I'm, I can get behind that yeah I'm gonna start doing that now uh, instead of being like no I need to read up on this and what's the proper way instead of also, we did't not we're not asking enough follow-up questions and how it pertains to us and how we could um, in turn use it in a way that makes sense. Uh, I think a lot of what will happen or like a lot of what would like you said like but now we're just out here practicing the practice there's no there's no end goal we're not to win or be better. We're just out here practicing the practice with the stuff we just learned. Um, and so yeah with that too I know I struggle with ums because my brain tells me to do that Uh, so I always (laughs) always recommend that if you want to do this full time um, there are things in each city like called Toastmasters I recommend everybody do at least three of those Um, those are free normally uh, and yeah those are dope they're basically like they teach you how to speak better uh, I, I did two classes but it didn't take because I say um all the time <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so what they do in Toastmasters I'll just give you a quick rundown they give you like things to do so you can do like improv you can, you're can you supposed to pick up a story so they do like group exercises Um, I was in two different groups there was one that was like eight people and then there's one that we did for school that was like 30 people and they pick people to say various things and so you got to keep a story going uh use different things in your brain and so essentially what happens is everybody's on a point system so anytime you say um like this thing uh you stop or you stammer something like that you lose points Uh, and then at the end of the day they give you like okay today you got a 65 because you said um 30 times and this thing blah 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 and so yeah it'll also make you more self-conscious about the way you speak and things like that. So yeah, I recommend people doing that.
0: You know, I got a little lift. Oh so yeah. I'll be trying to yeah. Work on my little s pronunciations, and then you know I got a I got a heavy tongue. So you know, it be getting in the way when I talk sometimes.
1: Oh okay. I didn't know where we were going with the heavy tongue. I didn't know what I didn't know what was about <laughs> to happen next. No,
0: that's what somebody actually they they said. Do you have a heavy tongue? I'm like, huh.
1: What kind of freaky but shit y'all into?
0: No bullshit. But it's just, I don't know. My tongue just, it, I describe it as it gets in the way when I talk. Mm. And, but I might just be talking quickly, but it's at a pace that I perceive to be normal. For sure. But in all actuality, it's just too fast and I need to slow down. Or I am talking at a normal pace. But for whatever reason, my brain-tongue communication is just not.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not getting there.
0: I don't know. The lazy tongue? I don't fucking know. It ain't lazy. But <laughs> that's going to go the wrong way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, yeah,
1: I don't know. But I've heard of Lazy Love. That's a great Neo song. We appreciate you, Neo. Uh, I
0: was about to take it completely different. Oh, but no, yeah, I don't um, Lazy Tongue. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay. Accent that go about me, but so one thing that really did kind of spearhead me when it comes to just building skills and studying and and practicing is when I started acting.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: because that was uh uh, that put me more on front street than podcasting did. That put me. Just, on, and granted, with the, the Listen Vision show, it was a live, you know, talk show in a sense, but I didn't feel as exposed and vulnerable as I did as I do when I'm I'm acting. Mm. So I want my acting performances to be, you know, super duper good. And honestly, I'm not old, but I don't have time to waste on fuck up shit i need to come out the gate swinging and i probably shouldn't have that mindset but fuck it i just need myself to be good so when i started seeing myself on camera and i I really wish that i was able to see more footage before it went out and there was more um direction while filming and more reshoots Mm -hmm. because I look at earlier things that I filmed and I hate it completely because, again, nobody is really correcting me on the things that I'm doing wrong, such as, you know, inconsistency through different takes or... I, 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 grin and I would grin and smile a lot, but it wouldn't be intentional. I would just naturally, I like, have a smirk on my face and it'll, to me, it'll mess up the whole scene. And I'm just like, why didn't y'all flag that? Why didn't anybody get on me about that and keep pointing it out? Um, sometimes again, with my speech, I would, I would mumble up lines and it wouldn't be audible and, it's in the final thing. It's like, why didn't y'all cut this and, and reshoot it? And then this, it gets to a point where it's like, am I imposing my standards on the production? Because okay. I know I'm naturally, was like, my shit has to be a
1: one. Right.
0: And if it's not, I need to figure out how to make it a one and, and do it. And then with acting too, I don't have any control over shit. With right, right. every show that I've done, I've had, you know, 50% of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've had creative control. I've been able to say, yo, this wasn't good. Let's record this. Let's let's stop this. Let's cut this. Let's, let's do this topic later. But with acting, I didn't have any control over anything. All I had control over was my performance. So it's like that's all I can control. Then I need to make sure I'm focused on building skills, but not while the camera is rolling. Building skills, offset. I have to learn things. I have to pay attention to to other stuff. Working with the acting coach now, so I just started doing a lot of studying and watching shows and movies not as a a viewer but just as a student in a sense Um, a lot of reading and granted a lot of it's theory and some of it's kind of bullshit but I did pick up a lot I did learn a lot of things and when I watch later things that I filmed I can see okay I worked through this issue I worked through this this got better this still needs some work but I can see the growth um, throughout all that I filmed, which is good, but all that to say, I had to build skills, and I felt like a lot of people neglect that process because we want to just jump into creating and and putting it out there and getting the the great feedback and whatever, and and get our ego stroked. But the the you have to do the work outside of that. Beyonce didn't become Beyonce by just jumping on stage and showing her ass. Beyonce trained Beyonce practiced when there was no camera or microphone mm. recording her.
1: And she killed Latoya Luckett.
0: She did not kill Latoya Luckett. Latoya Luckett is thriving. She is married with she has a child. I think she's married. She was on the TI Family and Friends Hustle with Monica and Tiny. Uh, she was on Greenleaf. She deserves awards for her role on Greenleaf. Point blank fucking period. Let's tell you lucky, it's good. Now, if you would have said Farrah Franklin That's a, a different story. Okay. Yeah, I
1: was about to say this CEO. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whoever didn't have a luck, you better leave now. That girl, whoever she told that, well, yeah, I guess your luggage ain't here. We could send you your luggage. Yeah. You, yeah. You better leave now. Yeah. That girl, uh, we ain't seen her. That, Th- that was fair. Okay. She
0: actually just did an interview with uh, This Is Fifty, I think. Okay. And I, I cackled throughout it because some of the things I was like, hmm. Ah,
1: uh, that makes sense now.
0: I questioned some of the 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 credibility of some of these statements. However, you don't have anything to lose, so I don't sense that you have a reason to lie, so I'm tempted to believe you. Yeah. But either way, check it out.
1: That's funny. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Yeah, Beyonce didn't become Beyonce overnight. And I think it's a lot of the, back to your point, like if you're practicing to be better instead of practicing to win, like you're doing a lot of stuff, you're doing a lot of the intangible stuff to create a better sense of you growing right so like you said watching videos to teach you about more tricks of the trade as far as like mixing certain audio engineering all the other stuff a lot of people in podcasting are also self-taught so a lot of people don't take those things like those are things you can put on a resume like yo i'm really good at audio mixing i'm really good at hosting i'm doing whatever i think that was my next step as far as growing like okay so i can host a podcast um but can i host a live event Can I tell jokes in front of people, or can I create conversation in a room full of people? Um, Can I do this long enough to where people will be entertained by this thing? I think in our overall goals as podcasters, we also wanted to become entertainers, right? So, you know, you went on to go on to do acting. I know you are interested in other things. Um, And I think when my pursuit of being like yeah i want to produce more um i want to do more behind the scenes things and also create stuff um all everything that happened before us creating this show was really to our benefit not to our detriment it was a lot of that like bump your head and then figure it out because like you said there we we don't have any mentors there's nobody like prepping you for like this what will happen you know fame or even like not even fame but like just what marginal success to some level that you didn't have before or this is the thing that you did i think that's really wh- another reason why i really wanted to start pot dealers because there's so much of like people locking down information so yeah for the most part um yeah i'm glad that we got a chance to kind of like talk about this growth and whatnot
0: 'Cause you brought it up earlier and I didn't mention it, but I need to mention it. My anxiety also did not start kicking in heavy. Well Yeah, I would say it didn't start kicking in heavy until I started acting. And well acting and when I was on the radio. Because with both of those I number one, I didn't have any control over the show. They weren't my they, they weren't my productions.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: that's already one thing that made me uncomfortable. And then with the radio, I don't know why I was more nervous on the radio because when I was on FM radio than I was doing a live talk show o- online. I was more anxious on FM radio because that, with that, number one, you can't cuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You cannot cuss, and you have to be very mindful of what you say because censorship and all that stuff. So that was a, a hurdle. And I questioned how well I fit in. Granted, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I wouldn't have changed and I'll definitely do it again. But my sp- I was it, I don't know, I just felt weird in how I fit into the dynamic of the show.
1: Mm.
0: So that was weird. And then with acting i am embarking on something i've wanted to do but haven't ever done that i wasn't skilled in at all or trained in i was going to be seen by people and imposter syndrome was kicking in and it was just a lot on top of working like i was working and all the other stuff I was going on that was going on with me, so that's kind of when my anxiety really started to roll up and and reach a peak, and I was like, "Yeah, I need meds, ASAP." Thank you. And now, I don't know. My focus for everything has shifted to number one, having fun, and number two, just understanding that okay I know I'm not fully developed in these things but that's not an excuse for me to slack however I shouldn't I I can be a little bit more easier on myself when it comes to final product all I can do is my best and put my best out there and if it doesn't meet the standards that I want I have another episode or hopefully there's another scene another take whatever but I don't know just I I look forward to the next to help me deal with the possibility of the current not me hitting the mark if that makes sense
1: I think so yeah I think I think ideally what you want is a streamlined system for everything which as a creative as a creative and uh, not really a small business owner, but like all of us, like if you care about your brand or you care about the thing that you are putting out, then you want some type of layout. You want some type of uh, standard so that you can do that every time. That also in turn helps you grow. Right? So if you are breaking the scene down by frames, you're breaking it down by this moment. Hey, we're going to stop right here. We would rather you laugh instead of snicker, like full out, do this thing. Um, but like I said, I think for most things we really do want like we want coaching, we want mentoring, um, we want people to critique us, but not be critical of us. Uh, yeah, we want feedback. Yeah, and I think that's the thing because there, because I think people are absolutely fine with being critical. They, you know, calling you on your shit, this, that, and the third, people, yes. and not in turn being like, hey, I know that you mean to do this, or I know that you are better than this so let's do it this way or have you thought about it this way but i think people use critique and being critical as the same thing and that's not the case
0: yeah and even still so, if you're critical to me i i've gotten to a place where at least i think i can filter it out To because i mean if you're critical it has to be based in some in some truth either the truth is there's something wrong with the product or there's just something wrong with you and that's when your discernment has to kick in that's when you go back and you listen to your stuff and you look over your stuff and okay well this can be better this could be better and then sometimes it's just a matter of personal taste and you have to understand and and that's one thing that i learned to be comfortable with too is that when it comes to personal taste you can't take that as a a signifier of your stuff not being good or not of quality. People just don't like it, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um see so yeah, with all criticism, it, there's some truth in there. It's just a matter of finding where that truth lies and what you're going to do from there. So, even if it is like if if something in mine gets dragged, it's like, "Okay, go back, look at your performance look at what you did doesn't meet the standards that you wanted to meet would Beyonce be proud of this okay (laughs) would Beyonce put her name on this as is
1: okay I never yeah I never thought (laughs) y'all must I never um yeah I don't think I think about Beyonce as much I always assume I always assume that she is not she is too busy but also not busy, <laughs> like I mean, yes, yeah, I, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, like I'm too busy, but I'm just actually laying on the sofa. I don't want to look at the thing that you're doing. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but just watching her growth and and seeing glimpses of her creative processes, it it's really a a, a guide and a blueprint for me and how to do things. You know, build up your skill sets pour your time and your energy into your craft if it really means that much to you and if it doesn't then why the fuck are you doing it sometimes you're not going to get sleep sometimes you're going to be a little hungry sometimes you're just going to get into that mode where all of your bodily needs are just you don't sense them because you're so wrapped up in what you're doing but at the same time all of that should be coming from a place of love for your craft Mm. And the the operative word there for me is craft, not your hobby, not something that you're just doing because you thought it would be fun, but your craft.
1: Okay. But if that makes sense. But yeah, but that makes sense. But also in the So if we're talking about being a creative is being creative your craft or the thing that you create? Because ideally, right, like I know I could talk and I know I could crack jokes. I know that's the thing I could do. I was doing that before I ever owned a microphone. Right. But. I think that's the thing that I struggle with, because like podcasting became a hobby and then I figured out how to make money from it and then how to be better at it and how to do proper storytelling and things like that. And then I was like, oh no, I need to hone my skills on teaching other people how to tell stories or contribute to a series. But I don't know if that is necessarily my craft, right? Like I have uh, the talent to do so, but I think, so for me, I think it's still, I'm still kind of going through the process of like finding out what my craft is, right? Like I am mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I've also struggled with is I've been so multi-talented in things and being raised to to be so that I can't even tell what my main thing is to where I'm like, oh, no, nah, if I'm killing this, like, this is, I was meant to do this.
0: But do you have to have a main thing? You, you might have one. Like, for me, I consider podcasting in general as a craft and acting as a craft. They're both things that Number 1, I would love to do to get paid and get paid for doing mm-hmm. them. They are both things that I thoroughly enjoy doing and wouldn't can't really imagine my life right now without doing either one mm. because they genuinely bring me joy and happiness. Right. And they're both things that I'm willing to devote time and energy and other resources to to not only complete them but to also build my skill level so that I can complete them better in the future. Mm. Um, there are things that I, I care about that I'm passionate about. Not just things that it's like, well, tomorrow I might wake up and I don't want to do it no more, so I'm not going to do it. Even now, like I want to switch jobs. And cause I'm an admin That's my full-time job. Ideally, I don't want to go to another job where I'm an admin assistant although at the moment it looks like I'm going to be if I do switch jobs it will be some type of administrative role but I would rather it be something in the lines of podcasting or something in the lines of acting I don't want to continue to spend time not doing the things that I genuinely love doing mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I've kind I've drag my feet and finding a new full-time job because it's like, oh, I don't want to do this shit again. I want to be in this area. I want to be in this room. Mm. But I I also need to make money to pay bills and keep a roof over my head and, you know, maintain my car and, you know, eat.
1: Yeah. Same. I can agree.
0: (laughs) So it's not Acting and podcasting aren't things that I would give up easily. Mm. They are things that I if given the opportunity and if I could, I would leave my full time job and my part time job at the drop of a dime. Mm. No two weeks, no no nothing. I'm out, bitch. Figure it out yourself. If given the opportunity to pursue these in a way that uh provided financial stability. Yeah. Um and they're things I want to continue to do, so that's why I consider them a craft. And like, if I go back to school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would be for something media related. Yeah, for sure. It might be drama. It might. Be, I had a dream actually that I went back to school for. It was drama and something else, and I was mad because they wouldn't let me transfer my general education uh, course credits mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. But it was the same school.
1: Come on now. Gotta give up those <laughs> gotta give up those gen ed credits, man.
0: <laughs> so I gotta take this shit again and be able to four more years. Are you serious? Yeah, Math ain't changed in five years. But it was a funny dream. Yeah. But um like every step that I make now, I want to, and ideally it would be something in my crafts it, it would be something podcast related or something acting related or the other things that i want to do but uh, that's had a lot to say i don't know what because i forgot how I well,
1: no well no. <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> no it's fine it's mainly because like that's one thing like so my craft i'm kind of doing the same thing so looking for a new job um but also so it's a mixture is like you said it's the mixture for me like I wanna do the thing that's the next step in my career path, which is like product management, something like that, right? And then I'm like, Yeah, but I also look for jobs in like media companies, um, production, things like that. Because a lot of companies are adding a podcast piece, but they're just like, We don't know how to really make one. And so the technical pieces is, is the stuff that I'm really good at. Like, this is what we need and we should use these things, we should do this, and this is how We should structure it like that kind of stuff, um, is the stuff that I'm really, I'm really good at, or I feel like that's where, um, my strengths are, but there, there is a mixture in it too, where I'm like, Oh, I just want to host stuff and I want to work with events and I want to work with live talent because then in turn, I'll, I'll be able to have access to those people. And then that in turn will make my particular podcast better. Um, So there is a tad bit of that in there where I wanna hone my skills, but it's also like there's a greedy element to it too, right? Um, But I think when it comes to honing your skills and working on your craft, that is the part where it starts dealing with, like you said, like you don't wanna keep going to work and doing anything like that if you don't have to, when you, you know, yeah, ideally I went to school to do this thing, but now, that's not my passion anymore, and I think we don't give people enough bandwidth to say that. Like I'm not, I'm not in love with doing this thing anymore. Like I love computers, I love being um, black in all kinds of STEM programs, but developing code ain't where it's at for me no more. I have I'm reaching my time limit of like yeah I don't want to write code anymore because that becomes where I'm in a space now where I'm like, I'm tired of making things and other people get bonuses off of it. I'm tired of being the one who has to fix something and the other people get the credit for it. And I understand when you do a job on the internet, you have, you have already assigned yourself to doing a thankless job because the way the internet works is people only notice when things don't work. So, uh, if something is bad on the internet, the website looks crazy the videos ain't playing then everybody's in an uproar if it works like it's supposed to then nothing goes unnoticed your hard work is for nothing it's supposed to be like that um so ideally yeah to do more things in production to be more part of like rollouts and all the other stuff i want to i want to do that too so i agree um so yeah i definitely want i want to see us in those roles um and so yeah that would be ideal rock boys
0: at the building night and you know i don't drink but you know popping the bottles and doing the little handshake with the salute <laughs> yeah, that you know, that would be like diddy and jay and who else is in the naz naz is in there yeah yeah mariah came made her little cameo in the video oh yeah she was in there I,
1: yeah
0: i just want to i just want to you know be up there like oh yeah you know we, we you know just you know took on another and with the production company oh for real for real anyway, Hey, but you, know, you should get to the Emmys though, you missed my speech Yeah bro, but I saw it on TV, it's on the DVR Yeah bro, you should watch it again though I shouted you out, did you see that part?
1: Yeah. That's know. funny, no that's real though But that's real <laughs> So what we will do now Is we will wrap up the show Because this has been a, a brilliant talk About it the has. creative process And what it's like to be a creative So
0: well, What it's like to be us as creatives Exactly, yeah right <laughs> And hopefully it translates to other people
1: For point. sure so um so for your creative process what are things that what are your like takeaways um
0: well definitely continuing to go over my stuff and be honest with myself on where I can improve and what I can improve on I feel like I'm just getting to a space where I'm being completely honest with myself about technical things and again like my speech editing and and all that content wise I'm put out the content that I can put out that I want to put out and if niggas don't like it they don't like it but I ain't gonna stop but I can do those things better so continuing to grow and, and treating Acting and podcasting as actual crafts that I am willing to, like I said, dedicate resources, time, energy, money, all that to as much as I can and making, you know, sacrifices where possible, which I'm definitely, definitely sure we'll talk about in a future episode. Um, I. I'm still working on being more easy with myself. And although I can point out things that need to be better, I don't have to beat myself up. Beat myself up over. Mm. No, that's, that that's up good. over thing just threw me off. Yeah, good, no, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Is it another word there? But no, so that uh, imposter syndrome comes up a lot. I was dealing with that. Sunday and yesterday it was just like dog you all look like a fool you don't know what you're doing but I got over it so it was continuing to work through that noticing and being honest with myself on when I need to just take a a mental break from things and recollect myself I feel like that definitely has helped um and putting my best foot forward I definitely need to work on need to work on my time management but best foot forward and and like I said there's always going to be another episode there's going to be another audition there's going to be another take hopefully there's going to be another scene so even if I don't get it right this time which I need to get it right this time but even if I don't there will be a time that comes where I can get it at least more right than I did this time if not completely right so staying optimistic and and um believing in myself.
1: No, I think that's dope. That's also like really transparent in a way. Um but yeah, you said a lot of the same things that I was gonna say. So like my takeaways are like being nice to myself. Like I'm incredibly too hard on myself about the process and what things get put out. Um also being open to criticism. Right, so need to ask for genuine criticism. Hey, listen to this episode. If you don't like it, just let me know what you didn't like. Um, I think, I think being able to clearly visualize bigger picture. So I'm very like short term. Like let's just get in and get out, and then let small victories uh, are always the way to go for me because I do it's hard for me to see the big picture because that's where a lot of the doubt lives for me. Um, like you'll never be able to get to that thing. So, uh, I quit, I quit dreaming that far ahead and just like, we'll just work on the thing that could, we can control for the week. Um, and so, yeah, being able to be like, no, we need to look at this big picture. Where, where could we go? So, um, bring back the whole, like, you know, one year, five years, 10 year plan thing. Um, you gotta yeah trust it trust the process shout out to the Sixers but yeah you gotta definitely trust the process <laughs> where you can be like yeah I, this it'd be like that sometimes um and be able to roll with the punches and not like get the wind knocked out of your sails um I think that's the thing I struggle with if some one thing goes wrong I'm like all right this is it but it's not none of this is gonna work <laughs> none of this is gonna work <laughs> fuck it yeah back this shit up we out put it all in the yeah trash. throw this all in the trash we some one thing happened and <laughs> nope fuck it man and it's like you worked on this thing for months and like i don't give a shit about none of that like <laughs> nah we out now so yeah not being able to yeah not being not being able to just quit so easily um i think that's normally my way like well one thing happened and it could be the thing could be big or it could be like wildly insignificant you're just being like oh yeah sometimes that happens anyway keep moving it was just like nope nah back this shit up we out uh and so, yeah, like, so that also falls into, like, be nicer to yourself. Um, like I said, I'm my, I'm my worst enemy. I'm my biggest critic. So for people to say things that are on the outside, I tend to not, you know, I just kind of be like, oh, that's a you problem. But my problem normally is me. So I have to, you know, be nicer to me. And I think that will also free up a ton of other things that that happen to me or the way my brain works. So, yeah, those are my takeaways.
0: At us, yeah, just oh, yeah, and continuing to, to practice to play better and then playing to win. That's my last segue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so this has been another awesome episode of the Grow Bro podcast. Uh, it has. and we hope that you guys will continue to like hang out with us and do dope stuff. Uh, tweet the show, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, and I'm back by us, I mean individually. We do not, and we will not be creating a page for the Growth, Growth podcast on Facebook uh, because we want y'all to love us equally but separately. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, we will be doing that. So, Huey, um, you know take us home. Wait, what uh, I don't know. I thought you had, I thought you're gonna have a cute line for us. This.
0: Oh, I mean. Like I said last week, seasons change, mad things rearrange, but if it ain't growing, it's dead. Look at that, balling. alright
1: <laughs> you All right, y'all, we out.
0: Peace. Listen.